Hi, welcome to Promo Insiders, Counselor's new podcast that examines everything that matters to the promo industry. I'm Chris Rubo, and I'm joined today by Howard Potter. He's CEO of A&P Master Images in Utica, New York. And in so many ways, Howard's experience amid the coronavirus outbreak is emblematic of countless small business owners and companies in promo and in industries throughout North America. To put it mildly, things have been extraordinarily, you could even say historically, difficult. However, Howard has chosen to make an interesting pivot in his business model. It's suddenly ignited sales, but it's not without controversy. We're here to talk about that and more today. All right, well, Howard, thank you so much for, for being with us again today. And um, so, so let's, let's go back to a couple weeks ago. Uh, your company had basically hit an all-time low, and it, it had happened overnight. And it was all because of coronavirus. Can you tell us a little bit uh, about that? What was going on then? Oh yeah, it, um, we, my wife and I, were actually before we left for the Denver show for facilitate with ASI. Um, you know, the virus had just started. You know, taking off in the news, and and, and it, it was talked about for a couple of weeks. But it um, it was still one of those things where people. It wasn't that it wasn't serious, but it wasn't as crazy as it was. Uh, you know, when we left. Mm -hmm. So we're at facilitate and all of us at facilitate are paying attention to, you know, how, you know, using hand sanitizer, protecting ourselves. Um, in the meantime, back home, uh, we're finding out from our staff and family members that things are going crazy here. Well, on top of that, our sales were before we left, we're going, you know, up, 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 Mm -hmm. literally started gradually coming back down. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I remember you saying, got, telling me that it was about you were up about almost twenty percent for the first couple months oh, yeah. of the year, right? Oh yeah, I mean we we increased sales. I think it was by about seventy eighty thousand within the first couple of months of the year. I mean it was mm-hmm. massive growth. Um, and because let's face it, anyone in this line of work, typically January February, um, is a, a much slower time for them because everybody's getting back to school, colleges are getting in mm-hmm. session, uh, people are getting back from vacations, and people are doing their taxes. So mm-hmm. you're used to like gradual increases. That's why it's important to constantly grow. So you gain more market share to mm-hmm. sustain those months. But when we got back, the first few days we got back, it was to a crawl. We went okay. from selling eight to $10,000 a day minimum to struggling to sell two, three grand. And then within two days, within That's, two that days. That is so dramatic to deal oh, with that quickly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So within two days, we went from that to. $500 or nothing a day. Mm-hmm. And for us having 20 full-time staff and a payroll of 12,000 a week minimum, mm-hmm. um, not including taxes or anything else, like you can't sustain that. So we had a minimum of a hundred thousand dollars worth of business out there where accounts receivables. Then we had, you know, 45,000 in process worth of orders, mm-hmm. but you had people at the same time while we're out of town and getting back in town, trying to either stop orders, you know, stop ordering altogether, cancel mm-hmm. orders, um, or just not pay their bills. Oh, so, geez. so to protect our cash flow and the company to you know to stay open financially, you know that following week, like that week of, my wife was like, "Listen, we really should probably you know, you know, look at laying some people off, you know, mm-hmm. this week." And I was like, "Well, you know, we debated back and forth. We held out another week, and it was just getting worse. So mm-hmm. that's when we, you know, midweek of the second week, we pulled the plug, and we before we did, we sat down and went over the numbers of all right, who, if we were to keep out of 20 of our staff, who are the most vital in the sense of mm-hmm. how much, how much experience do they have and how many different processes can they do? 
and what do they bring to the tables? Because you need your strongest core, right? Mm-hmm. To not only work, but to work enough to help bring the next group back again. Mm-hmm. So we were building a plan, not only to lay people off, but how fast we could bring them back. Right. And right. then on top of that, one of the crucial things that my wife and I are worried, worried about was waiting for um, the unemployment to change to where, uh, Yes, they were only getting 60% at the time, but they weren't having mm-hmm. to wait a whole week mm-hmm. to file. So mm-hmm. what we did was we timed it just right to where they had uh, the week before that they were getting mm-hmm. paid for that week. And then they worked almost a whole full week to begin with of the second week. So they weren't going to miss a paycheck at all. Okay. Um, so that helped them. Um, so that was the first problem we had to solve was who we were going to keep, mm-hmm. how many, mm-hmm. and then breaking down how we were going to explain to the people separately mm-hmm. of who we were going to keep mm-hmm. without the group knowing and getting uh, frustrated. And I have to say our crew was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, we met yeah. with them for an hour and a half and gave them all the resources they needed to file and any questions they needed. Help and, and there's, there's, a, and to be clear, there's a real emotional impact that, that goes into that because, you know, you're, you're, um, you're a small business. It's it's like a family in, in a way. Mm-hmm. It's 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 people that you've hired over the course of I think your 17 years or so in, yeah. in business. I know um, just from we were talking prior to the to the to the podcast here, and you mentioned you've never had to even come close to laying anybody off before. That's never been a reality. So I know that there was a real emotional toll, uh, not only for the workers but but for yourself. Yeah, and um, that was keeping you up at night. And you and you were looking to to kind of come up with a, a solution. What, what was the solution that you decided to, to look into? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, let me talk about leading up to that too, for a quick second. Mm-hmm. Sure. Know, my, my wife and I, for two full days, um, were just mentally besides ourselves. Like mm-hmm. we have two kids at home too. So we have a 13 year old and a 16 year old and we have a 16 mm-hmm. year old that has a very rare disease. So we mm-hmm. can't afford not to have health insurance to begin with. So <laughs> you're dealing with the stress of staying open. How are you going to stay open? And then how are you going to let people go and deal mm-hmm. with that mentally? So for two days, we were just down and out, you know, just trying to figure out numbers and just mentally distraught. Mm-hmm. Once we got past that, because you have to get past it. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a very important step that people have to understand. You're going to hit rock bottom and you have to get your mind back in it because mm-hmm. you have to be strong. Um, so once we did that, we started looking at, all right, we just opened, you know, uh, we sell safety gear, um, safety apparel, this, that, and a third. Well, then we started researching um, what do people need, you mm-hmm. know? So we started, I started reaching out to all the politicians mm-hmm. and I said, listen, um, we, I know we haven't been claimed as an essential company yet, but here's a list mm-hmm. of just some of the stuff I know we can get today. Mm-hmm. And then there's over 700,000 other products that are safety related that we have access to. Mm-hmm. And once we did that, we started getting feedback within an hour, two hours from our state, from our local mm-hmm. politicians saying, we need goggles, we need face shields, we need this, that, and a third. So then my wife and I went into research mode um, mm-hmm. with the ESP website and everything. And we're really able to hammer out who we could source these products from because no one in our state or area had access to them. Mm-hmm. You, know, you take like the N95 mask, you know, we're, we're selling the KN95 mask, which is the, the Chinese version, right? Mm-hmm. But we have to have safety materials. Mm-hmm. So even though no one wants to buy them from China, we don't have a choice right now. Okay. So mm-hmm. we, we figured out all the sources of who to buy from. Um, we got the pricing down from them. We got it, we got it locked in. Mm-hmm. Then on top of that, we built an online store. Mm-hmm. And then once we did all that, we, and we did all that within 24 hours, 
that was a 24 hour spent you turned yeah. we were able to turn all that around yeah. and um so, and that was just through um as you say through you you're just sourcing looking online using i think you said esp yeah. uh, uh just just networking in that way yeah yeah so um basically this is how quick it was we ended mm-hmm. up having to lay everybody off on thursday mm-hmm. the very next day we had built we had done all that so by friday night we ended up landing an order with our local county mm-hmm. for almost $170,000. And what was that order for? It was for 20,000 goggles and 20,000 face shields. 20,000 goggles. Okay. And that was, now you were not building those, but those are ones that you were nope. sourcing, correct? Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But so, then, but now, as I understand it, I don't want to get too far ahead. If you have more no, to fine. share, share. Just um, But then you decided to actually get in on the manufacturing side of things, I think, a bit, right? Can you, can you tell us yes. about that? So- after we sold that first uh, large initial order to our emergency response uh, services in our area for our county, because they mm-hmm. dispersed to, to other you know organizations, the following week, we got a phone call from our local hospital, which we already do a lot of work for, for several years. Mm-hmm. So from there, they came to us and they needed face shields. Mm-hmm. Well, before we decided to make any, um, they ordered 5000 uh, manufactured. Okay. So then, so we get that order going the very next day. They're like, listen, can you get these faster? I'm like, well, no, it's as fast as they, mm-hmm. you know, as fast as they can get made. They're like, well, can you make them? And I'm like, never made one, you mm-hmm. know? So we started researching that. So within 12 hours, we sourced all the materials sourced. Not only did we source the materials, mm-hmm. we found all USA made products oh, wow. and we were able to buy them within our state. Okay. And manufacture them within our building. Okay. So that just led into multiple different orders, um, which we added that to the to the online store as well. Mm-hmm. So, so since the last time I spoke to you, we've probably sold another hundred and thirty thousand dollars worth of safety products. Oh my goodness! And okay, and that's in a span of about how 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 long of a span is that? Would you say? Uh, that was since last Monday. Since last Monday. Okay. All right. Yeah. So 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 what has this translated to in terms of what it means for for your business? Have you been able to bring people back? So long story short, um, we were able to bring back since yesterday. Well. Last Friday, we made our phone call to bring our first two people back. Okay. And to date, we have, I think it's six of our full-time staff back out of. Okay. So we still had six before we, um, when we laid everyone off, we brought mm-hmm. six back. So we have so 12 you're up to 12. 20. Yep. Okay. So right. if sales keep going the way they are, we're expecting by next week to hopefully have the rest of the crew back. All right. What a, what an incredible um, pivot to have, to have done. Um, one thing I think that's important to mention too is that you guys have pretty extensive in-house uh, decoration capabilities, right? So I think that yes. that's where some of that manufacturing muscle came from. Can you talk about how that played a role in um, in what oh. in, in this pivot you've been able to do? Yeah. So um, one of my backgrounds, be, you know, before going to school for graphic design, is I actually used to pour metal for a living. Okay. So I've worked in I worked in a mill for years, working mm-hmm. in a rolling mill and working pouring it. So mm-hmm. I took that mentality and I applied it with our customizing skills okay and we broke down just an old school assembly line mm-hmm. to where you still do your normal product coming in where you're selling the order mm-hmm. and then you have your next person buying the product so mm-hmm. once you know all the numbers of how much you can get out of each uh product that you have to order to assemble the the face mm-hmm. shield mm-hmm. you still run your same normal production the only thing we had to change was 
just training people to make a face shield, which takes mm-hmm. them less than two minutes to learn how to do. Is that so, easy? Okay. It, oh yeah. I mean, we can, we've got it down to where we can build a face shield every two minutes. Oh my word. Okay. Yeah. So incredibly efficient. Yeah. Yes. I mean, realistically, if someone was to be the person, cause I, t- I was the first one making them. So mm-hmm. I probably made 50 to a hundred by myself to get a, t- a steady time down because I'm not going to mm-hmm. go at my max. I'm going to go at my average. Mm-hmm. So between cutting the mirror, uh, materials down and assembling it, I was able mm-hmm. to do 25 an hour. My goodness. Just by yourself getting started. Yes. So okay. now if you have someone just focused on cutting the materials down, another person, uh, in the middle step of uh, semi-production of assembling and another person doing the final step of the grommeting, mm-hmm. you can actually get upwards of 35 to 40 an hour per My person. Word. My word. Okay. So, and there's demand. And, and as you say, orders are, are continuing to come in. Are, are you having increase from, you know, outside you're, you're in Western New York. Is there, is yep. there increase from outside the area coming in as well? Do you have people turn into you? Yes, we've actually we have an order that we shipped uh, a day or two days ago to Virginia, mm-hmm. and we have another order going out to North Carolina as well. Okay, wow. So so, so stuff's coming in. Struggling, yeah. Everyone's struggling to get them. Yeah. Now, one of the things that's come up, um, we've shared your we've shared your story in article form, um, and it got a lot of positive feedback. It also had questions from people where they were yeah. saying, "Well, this is really interesting, but." Aren't there pitfalls to this? Aren't there are there regulations you need to be aware of? What they were saying, what do I need to know if I want to try to, you know, source these types of products and and, and sell them as well to kind of tide over through this tough patch where promo is not not really selling that well? Uh, there's a lot of factors you have to take into place, and mm-hmm. the best way to gain that. So, anything I've ever done in this business from day mm-hmm. one with my wife, um, mm-hmm. obviously I don't have a business degree. I have a graphic design degree, but I took mm-hmm. economics, basic economics, marketing. Mm-hmm. So. You know, it's one of those things where you have to picture yourself being the president, for example. You're mm-hmm. only as good as the people you keep around you, right? Okay. So the people that I had as resources was the hospital, mm-hmm. my county, all my legislators. I reached out to them and found out what specifications they needed to have, right? Mm-hmm. The size, what material it needed to be out, um, you know, uh, made out of. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, I reached out to our insurance company and we got a special policy to cover us for manufacturing these. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we reached out to our lawyer and had uh, papers drawn up that we put in each package uh, with a disclaimer mm-hmm. of what we're, because we're, we can't tell you that you're not, that this is going to, you know, end everything for you. No, this is mm-hmm. just a protective layer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also the safest thing to make for you financially, um, mm-hmm. versus the actual mask. Cause the mask is a different set of uh, disclaimers you have to have. Okay. So within the past 24 hours, we've come up with all that as well. Mm-hmm. So my gosh, yeah. What do you just not that, sleep? How do you, how do you, how do you I, do I, I literally, I mean, if you see my keyboard right now, uh, there's mm-hmm. three letters that are worn off and the computer's only a year old. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, I put in 16 to 18 hours a day. Yeah. Um, but I love what I do. Right. So mm-hmm. going back to that, you have to check your safety parameters, your insurance. Um, you want to check on your liability insurance. We're already normally covered for 4 million to begin with, which is much mm-hmm. higher than most people carry. They usually mm-hmm. only carry a million. Mm-hmm. Um, but reach out to your local officials. Cause you know, granted you have to go by the CDC's, uh, rules and reg- regulations, but right mm-hmm. now they've actually lowered a lot of those standards because they mm-hmm. don't have anything. They mm-hmm. don't have enough access to enough products. So that doesn't mean that you're still not safe, you know, safe and conscious, right? Mm-hmm. That means you try to meet those those standards the best you can. And then from there, if there's certain things you can't do, make sure it's known, right? 
So like when we're promoting this product, we're promoting that it's a seven mil plastic, you know, that we're using a, you know, elastic band, all the different materials that it's USA made, but we're also putting a disclaimer in there to let them know. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're protecting them and protecting ourselves. But the next step we took was we also have um, gloves and masks that are, are that our, our employees are wearing while they're mm-hmm. producing these. Okay, now, wow. in our local area, we actually have two or three other companies that started making these face shields in different ways where they mm-hmm. use CDs, uh, CNC routers. Uh, they're using 3D printers. The problem is, um, you know, not knocking them, but when they're shooting all this this film of them making these things, they're not protecting themselves while they're making them because mm-hmm. it's not so much as you protecting yourself. You have raw materials coming mm-hmm. in from all over, right? Right. It doesn't right. matter where. Good point. So you don't know who's touched them. You don't know who's handled them. Mm-hmm. So. You have to use this, and it's, it's more of a kind of common sense method of, well, if this person's got a liability of getting sick that can't get sick, mm-hmm. I have to help prevent it by using, you know, protecting my hands, protecting my eyes and face from touching their products mm-hmm. while we're mm-hmm. building it and while we're packaging, uh, patching, uh, packaging it, so that mm-hmm. way they're protected when receiving it. Now, obviously, it's still got handling, you know, by different sources of receiving it. But at least we're limit, you know, we're limiting the liability on that. I got it. I got it. So it's it's an absolutely fantastic point um, for the manufacturing side of it. How about on the products that you're direct, uh, you're not producing yourself. You are selling, I think, things that you're just that you're straight sourcing. You're not making everything in house, obviously. So, what kind of um, precautions are you taking there to make sure that anything you sell, you know, there's not going to be some kind of legal uh, pushback on you? Well, the good thing about those products, and that's why it's important if you're an ASI member, and this is where I'm going to give ASI a huge plug on this stuff because it's important that um, people are aware of this. When you're selling a product through you know, ASI, through the ESP website, they give you all the standards that the safety product has reached or um, you know, been certified for. So you're protected through that, right? Because... Mm-hmm it already went to all those standards. So if someone was to come back on you, it would actually fall back on your manufacturer too. So mm-hmm. if they have all the, the patents and the, you know, the FDA regulations and the CDC regulations that they're stating on their product, mm-hmm. well, that's what you sourced it from. That's why you sourced it. So that's what, so like when I send you a quote, for example, I'm not only sending you a picture of what the product looks like, I'm sending you all the description information and all, all the uh, certifications that come with that product. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's where you kind of separate your liability and that's where you're, your business insurance and everything falls into play. Yeah. So, so what it, what it comes down to is make sure you're, you're doing your homework on the company that you're sourcing from and make sure that they can show proof of, you know, the, the valid uh, certifications or standards that need to be met on a particular product are indeed being met. And if you have those things, you, you, what I'm understanding is that that's putting you in a strong position. Yes. That that gives you another, it's basically, if you picture an onion, it's another layer you know, to the, to mm-hmm. the outside shield to, to protect you. Um, and here's the thing. If you have a CPA, if you have an insurance company, if you have a bank, okay, here's another thing we didn't even talk about. Buying the product right now, mm-hmm. you can't mm-hmm. get a net 30 account right now with these companies. You have to pay in full up front. Mm-hmm. So we had to cut a check for over $100,000 for one order. Well, they won't take a credit card for that. For Even though we have an, Am- an Amex with no yeah. limit, they won't take a credit card. Uh, for that dollar amount, even okay. it's guaranteed. So we actually had to have uh, take out a separate loan instead of using our line of credit, so we didn't, you know, deplete some of our line of credit. Wow. Okay. And we took out a, a, a separate loan with our bank, and then we insured the loan through our insurance company for the order too. Mm-hmm. So then the My bank, goodness. yeah. So then the bank, the bank 
we gave them all the information. They, they did their own research on top of that and then wired the company the money. Mm-hmm. Even, though, even though this, this ASI company had a great rating, mm-hmm. we still went through all those steps because that's a lot of money to be out if, if something falls through. Absolutely. And kind of, um, you know, we hear words all the time, like you have to be nimble and adaptable mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And they could sometimes sound cliche, but what you're, you're telling us, that's all those words kind of in action. That's, I mean, the amount of things that you've looked to do over the last, you know, really week and a half or so, a couple of weeks is, is yeah. as you know, from, from just what you told us right there, from ensuring uh, that, that, that loan in a smart way to getting the loan itself, to finding the products. These are all steps that I guess if you really want to thrive or thrive or at the very least survive in these very difficult times, these are kind of things you need, you need to maybe try to be doing. And I'm not saying with, you know, Hey, everybody has to go out and make medical supplies or something like that. But I am saying that you do have to maybe find some unique solutions and then be very quick about um, enacting them is, is, is what it sounds like. Is that, is that fair to say? Oh yeah. I mean, let's, let's think about something really simple, right? Like, there's how many Americans sitting home right now where their job is called what? Non-essential. Yeah. So yeah. who's so look at who's working right now. Mm-hmm. There's your customer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great what point. What products are they using? Those products. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't just have to be medical or, or safety. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone needs apparel. Everyone needs, you know, pencils or pens, whatever, to still do their job and function. They may be ordering less of them. Well, then that means you need more market share outside of your area to cover mm-hmm if something like this was to happen again down the road. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for, for us, this, this we've started, if you think about it, right, we've been in business 17 years. So that dates mm-hmm. back to the year 2003. And mm-hmm. the reason why that's important to talk about is we started in, in a down economy when there was mm-hmm. a mortgage crisis. Mm-hmm. So we know what it's like to start from nothing at the hardest time to start, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a different learning curve about going from having sales do this to completely do this. Mm-hmm. And you're not used to your sales going down ever. Mm-hmm. So this has been a huge learning curve for us to not only spin spin the wheel and go and go from just customizing and sourcing mm-hmm. to manufacturing in-house as well. Mm-hmm. So this has opened our eyes to where we may offer more products and we may continue doing this. If there's enough of the demand, we may start up a whole nother business just doing this now. That's what I was going to ask you is that, is that, you know, it's, it's that phrase you probably heard that sometimes necessity is the mother of, of invention, right? Yep. And, oh, yeah. uh, it, it sounds like that I was going to say, is this now become a new business channel for you going forward should, should demand warrant it. And it sounds like, it sounds like it just well might. And well, here's the other thing. You've heard the term cross marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, why am I not going to put sales flyers for different products in every package going out? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. now I'm going to take, now they need this safety product right now, but mm-hmm. in one to three months, they're going to need other stuff that we do. Right. So I'm selling this now over here and then I'll be able to bring them back over onto the other side as well. So now it's, it's a whole balloon effect, mm-hmm. you know, of mm-hmm. cross marketing. And that's no different. So basically all the practices we do as a company on a regular basis, mm-hmm. we're still, we're still implementing them. Mm-hmm. So when we produce an order, we're constantly um, cross advertising another product they didn't get inside mm-hmm. their package. Mm-hmm. So we can lead to the next order quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another avenue is people need, if you're, if you're meeting new people and you're doing work for new customers, while you're selling them what they have to have for safety protection, mm-hmm. you should be educating them on the backside of what other products you have too to lead to the next sale. Because okay. let's face it, you can quote 100 orders a day, but if you're only getting three a day, that means you need to quote 300 a day so you can keep improving. <laughs> right. You know, 
Great, so. great point. It's arithmetic there, right? Yeah. Um, so um, let's maybe let's maybe try to end here. If, if yeah. I I I would say you know you're you're adapting. You're bringing pe- you're bringing people back. You're looking to bring more back. How do you see this ultimately playing out um, in, in the long run? I know nobody has a, a crystal ball, but do you have yeah. any sense yet of when you know maybe the the promo side of things start to return a little? You know. Um, and again, I wouldn't necessarily expect you to, but I'm just, I'm just curious if yeah, there's no, anything you're seeing. Yep. Well, I mean, here, here's a two prong problem and I'm already facing it. So we might as well, we might as well talk about, mm-hmm. um, you know, this, I had to lay off 14 people, right? Mm-hmm. I've already had one person that's dealing with self quarantine, uh, quarantine, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it, self quarantine. Yep. yep. Um, and then I have another one that's just not going to come back period. Mm-hmm. He ended up, uh, the person ended up finding a job working, uh, stocking shelves and mm-hmm. they've got a four year degree and they're just like, well, they, they, you know, they're paying me decent money. I'm just going to stay here. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you're going to give up a retirement plan benefits all right. that for that. Right. They're like, well, it's easier work. And I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Priorities, I, mean, I guess. Yeah. yeah well, that, well, that's the thing. So, and I can't change that. Right. You know? Yeah. So, and they've been with me for four years. So you have to know that going into this, you're going to potentially lose people that you value they may not have the same values, but you you have value in them and you're going to potentially lose a couple mm-hmm. people. Um, the people you start coming, calling back, like we were facing it yesterday and the day before, um, everybody kept asking, you sure you're ready to have us come back? It's only been like a week, week and a half. You're asking us to come back already. That's kind of quick, don't you think? Mm-hmm. And anybody that knows me, I don't quit, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and I'll work 24 seven. Um, I gave all my employees, uh, my word before they left that I would bring them back if they wanted to come back and I would make it happen. So you also have to have the reality of how fast can you bring them back and set up a plan for that. Mm -hmm. Um, the third thing is when you're looking at the promotional end of the business, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I think president Trump said to the end of April is when we're going to be shut down still. Um, you know, for only essential businesses, One thing you have to look at is, are you an essential business now? Mm -hmm. If you're not, how can you make yourself an essential business? Mm -hmm. Well, they need medical supplies, right? Mm -hmm. Um, If you're making signs, they need safety signs and medical signs that bring yourself back first. If you're not, bring yourself back first. Mm -hmm. So that way you can open your doors and take orders. Otherwise, you're just going to sit here and wait and try try to come up with ideas. Mm -hmm. Two, if you are shut down, then you need to start making your business plans now of how you're going to come back, how you're going to pay your bills and how you're going to come back stronger from this. Because mm-hmm. I was, I was very stressed out for, for two days on the whole situation. But once I took a step back and I realized all the times I said, if I just had 30 days with no one bothering me, what could I accomplish? Mm-hmm. Well, yes, if you're shut down right now and you have 30 days and you're not making mm-hmm. any income, this is the perfect time for you to restructure your company, restructure your loans if you need to, mm-hmm. and get yourself organized like you've never been organized before. Mm-hmm. And I strongly suggest that everybody takes advantage of that time if they have it. If you don't have it, keep working on bringing these new products in. But going back to the promotional end, mm-hmm. um, I see it taking – you have the end of April – I see May and June is when it's going to start picking back up because granted people are going to be cautious at spending, mm-hmm. but there's going to be a lot of people that still need to spend. So make sure your marketing's out there, mm-hmm. making sure, make sure you're on the top of mind awareness. Granted your company could be shut down, but you could still be advertising. Mm-hmm. You can still be saying, Hey, this is what's coming down the pipeline. You can still start sourcing uh, new products or existing products for pricing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's going to take a two to three month period to see it, to see it creep back in. And then within six months, I think we're going to see sales like we've never seen before, because you're also going to see a lot more U.S. manufacturers coming back. Well, Howard, thank you so much for taking some time to um, to speak with us. You're so candid in in in, how, in what you share about what you're doing and everything, and that's that's greatly appreciated. And I think the advice that you've given is definitely stuff that um, you know people in the industry should take to heart. And in a lot of ways, I think you're 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 very representative of the, the um, you know the the American small business owner that's out there that's trying to be, as we said before, agile and nimble and trying to adapt to really yeah. these crazy unprecedented times. So, Howard, thank you so much for chatting with us. Thanks for having me.